This episode is brought to you by the following patrons. Jay, Candice, Dre, Janice, Pialani, Jessica, Classic R&B Lover, Shalita, and Mama D. Thank you very, very much for supporting us through our Patreon. We greatly appreciate you, and we look forward to providing you with more hilarious content in the future. So stay tuned. Thank you. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you niggas are punctual, for real. Haven't no talked to y'all in weeks. No, all right, right. Y'all are y'all don't know nothing about CP time. Shit. I think it's um really, really, really wonderful, Jamel, that you um, are introducing the girls to um classical music um oh, at yeah. an early age. You know what um, my major was in college, what did you know? <laughs> she was a music major. Yes, I, yes, we knew that. We knew that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I'm classically trained and all that, so yeah. Oh, a classically trained Negress, okay. Mm-hmm, <laughs> She's not no. just light skinned, she uppity and light skinned. <laughs> there we go. We do um, affirmations for uh, for her um, from audibletrial.com forward slash edit it out. Uh, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yes, um, we do those affirmations. Like affirmations for black girls is what we do for her. So, uh, we I'll have a couple of those too. Oh, cool. Cool. So um, we can go. But yeah, no, I'll love, I'd love to have them. Okay, fantastic. We can go ahead and get started. Um Fantastic, spectacular co-hosts who I love very much. I will start with the lady in the room, um, Jamel. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing fantastically well. How about yourself? Wait, before I ask you how you're doing, I want you to see that both of the girls are in the bed. <laughs> uh, so both in the bed. Cross your fingers. I'm not. <laughs> you hear that, listeners? Knock on wood. Lest you hear hi <laughs> again. <laughs> So, but yes, no, I'm doing quite well. How Fantastic. are you doing, Juwan? I'm just fine. Still got a little tick on my throat, but we're gonna um, get through, gonna get through this. I got my um, soju and my um, Savion Blanc tonight, so we're gonna get through it. That's gonna make it okay. It's it's gonna do something. So, all right, and um, Devin, how are you? You are on mute, Devin. I'm glad you asked. I did think you'd <laughs> ask me. <laughs> fantastic. I actually, I actually responded already. But yeah, does alcohol not uh, help sickness? Well, I guess, I mean, for the throat, it actually might do okay. But as far as like, if you have a stuffy nose, it'll make it worse. Yeah, I'm not goes me to rem- I, My mom told me to ask you, Jamel, what your favorite wine is that's cheap. I love a Malbec. Okay. Or a Chianti. She's like, I my friends are talking about getting wine, and Jamel drink wine, don't she? She always got a cup of something. Oh ask my gosh! Her. And oh. I was like, I will ask her. I would tell you, Sam's Club does have a good Malbec. I think mm-hmm. it's um their um I think it's their member of Smart Brand. Um, it's pretty good. I will so. tell her. So Sam's Club Malbec. Yes. Leave this Sam's in just in case I forget. 
<laughs> no, no, no problem. Does anybody right. got anything what we're here for, Devin, the game? I mean, we talked about it yesterday. Uh, uh, they it the end. I oh, the last either. night. Oh, I won my fantasy leagues. I am 2-0. Oh. and oh. Let's go. Okay. I'm getting money. Right, let's go. You put money on it? Hell yeah. See, I don't, I'm, I'm afraid to gamble. Um, I don't. I, really. I learned my lesson with that week one betting on the nigga haters to crush Jamel's <laughs> team. That cost me some money. So, but yeah, fantasy football is like different. It's only like uh, I got one league for oh no, both for twenty five dollars. So it's not really that big. big Damn, okay. do I have anything? I don't even think I have anything. I've Clearly, seen... we don't have any company because you're in hoodie attire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't really think I have anything. Um. Since we were just here, nothing's really happening other than, like, I don't know, Trump shit. Mm. Nobody really cares about that. Y'all don't come here for that. No. So. Okay. So what we are really here for, people, is FX's Atlanta. Season four, the final season. Episode one and two. We're going to be covering both tonight. Episode uh, one is entitled The Most Atlanta. Written by Stephen Glover and directed by Hiro Murai, um, who pretty much does all of them. He didn't do all of them this season, but um, but this is where I think this is where he got his start. And mm-hmm. the tag and the uh, tagline for this episode is "Woo Child." ATL is the ghetto these days. I'm thinking about moving to Miami where it's safe, leaving all my exes on red. <laughs> oh, girl. <laughs> so this season it started. The course picks up. A few months, I guess, in real time after the events of um of um last season, it seems like all these characters have moved back, of course, to um the city of um Atlanta, Georgia, where this show started, and um, we're just picking right up where they um left off. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and ask um Jamel, what did she think about this opening of um Atlanta and like how they're coming back to the city? I'm so glad they're back in Atlanta because I loved it. Mm. I loved it, mostly because I could relate to a lot of it, and I'll talk about about it when we get to the scene. But um, I'm gonna just say I um, completely understand uh, the Atlantic Station segment. Yes, I, I, I related and I knew, to that very hard. I knew you would. And um, and Devin, as the uh, contrarian about this show, uh, again, you did not watch it when it started back in the day. So you didn't, and I think you only really briefly watched some of those um, seasons, a few episodes mm-hmm. out of those seasons. And mm-hmm. you don't have, so you don't have the same relationship to the show. But um, how did you Thank feel? <laughs> how did you feel about the uh, opening, the opening episodes of these, of these shows? Both, are we talking about both or? Just, you can do this, just this one, just this one so far. It was okay. It was okay. I did. There that's was a couple. Actually, a lot better that's, than. That's a lot right. of praise. Like, like Jamel said, there's a couple of things that I was like, oh, I know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll get into it. Okay, fantastic. So we're gonna go ahead and uh, power through this. I did episode one, broke it down character by character because Makes I thought sense. that was better for the structure. And then the next one we'll do it um, scene by scene. But anyway, so we open. So I'm gonna start yeah. with um the shortest one, Darius. Uh, he is um. In a store, Target, um, where there is looting taking place, which is reminiscent of the uprisings that took place in Minneapolis after the murder of George Floyd. Hello? Hey. What what are you doing? Uh, I got this air fryer as a gift, but then I remembered I have an oven. 
Are you returning this? Look, I don't have the receipt. I know what you're thinking, but I was thinking maybe we could make a trade. You know, maybe something like that. Nigga, do you not see what's going on right now? It is pretty wild to me. Kind of looks like a Marshalls now, but. It was kind of interesting that they um, kind of put that in there, actually. But um, Darius is oblivious and walking through the aisles trying to return an air fryer. For, because, um, of that- course. <laughs> yes, only Darius. And he got it as a gift. And the cashier who's had him and had the register is um, kind of scared at first, think he's going to get robbed. And he opens the register to give mm-hmm. him some money. But he's like, oh, shit. Um, <laughs> I'm looting, too. I, I love how he was just like, nigga, do you see what's happening? He was just like, yeah, I know, but I still would like to return this air fryer. Okay. <laughs> I like when you said, like, hmm, is this a Target? It kind of looks like a Marshalls. Yeah, yeah. That was hilarious. <laughs> that was the highlight of the episode. I, I literally laughed out loud. I was like, <laughs> that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. So the guy runs away with the money. He can't return it. Darius tries to leave with the air fryer, and when they try to leave, he sees a group of uh, looters being blocked by a woman in a scooter to keep them from leaving the store. Um, and Darius just like, man, fuck this shit. Walks around her, and the woman gets sprayed by a fire extinguisher, mm-hmm. and they yell that she has a knife, and she starts swiping at them. You know now, that's a real woman. Yes, that's what I was gonna say. Is my notes that that's a reference to um that happened in the Minneapolis mm. uprisings where it was this mm. woman and I outside of a Target or in the middle of in a in, in the doorway of Target trying to stab people and it was um it was some mixed reports. Some people said that she got attacked. Some people said that she attacked people for, with a knife. But yeah, that's what they was referencing there. Like she was like, uh, I own this Target and thugs. <laughs> and when I say thugs, I mean niggers. Need to stop <laughs> stealing from my target because clearly she owns that store and it's and, gonna yeah. affect her personally. And Darius was just like, I didn't. I'm trying to return. I, I'm trying to return it. However, comma, I don't have the receipt. Right. But yeah, because like, like this shit has nothing gift. to do with me. They said it was a gift. I think. But, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was a gift. The I have woman, a question. Go ahead. How do you get these people that feel so like? I know there are certain uh, shade of people who feel this way, but how do they feel so entitled to think that you they can like citizens your are... own question? Yes, <laughs> exactly. The entitlement. But it's, it's it's wild to me that like that shit ain't got nothing to do with you, bro. Mm-hmm. Keep it moving. My uncle mm-hmm. told me long ago, don't be in other people's business because that's how niggas get shot. There yep. you go. And uh, you remember, I don't remember who said it, but um, like it was a while ago. But you really just have to stay out of white folks' business. Don't get shot. Don't get killed behind white folks' business. Right. Uh, more on that later. Yeah, more on that later, definitely. So the woman emerges out of the mist and starts to slowly follow Darius, like fucking it follows. But um, <laughs> he meets up with Paperboy, who's been stuck in traffic the whole time. He was like, see, I told where... you, you would have moved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he literally and... just had the air fryer with him. Saw yeah, the target, just... was just like, let me, I'll be right back. Because we in traffic, because everyone in traffic is like that. 
Right. And um, they talk about a rapper named Bluebud who just who they just found out died months earlier. And uh, Darius looks in the rearview mirror and notices the woman on the scooter is still following him. And he leaves Africa to escape on foot. Um, later Why on, did he the get w- out of the car? What the fuck is she going to do? <laughs> I don't know. Like, know. they were in, like, a, a presidential escalade. What the fuck is she going to do? <laughs> and, oh. and, and fucking Ern, Ern, not Ern, um, Al's face was just like, what is happening? You know what? <laughs> yeah, like, why are okay. you worried about this white she lady? She almost stuck him, too. She did. She did. Hmm. And, of course, she continues to follow him, confronts him again in, a, a, like I said before, a scene that is reminiscent of um, It Follows, one of my favorite horror movies. And yeah. he um, escapes her again. We might. We should do that one. And um, and then we don't see Darius again. Until he what do we do to you? <laughs> I don't want to do this, Juwan. Right. Like, I don't like scary. You already made us watch Candyman. Oh, yeah. And I did. I did remember what I had to tell y'all. I'll tell it on the... Oh, shit. What are we here for? My brother put me on this new app. It's called... uh, Tinder? (laughs) 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 I just found out you had to pay for Tinder. I did not know that. You do? Yes. I don't think you used to. It's like like a $15 a month or some shit. Ew, are you serious? Yes. Right, uh, but it's called Letterboxd, and it's like a oh. movie rating thing. You know what? I I didn't I never promote that, but I've been on Letterboxd for years. So um, maybe oh, I, really? I will maybe I will Letterboxd. promote Yeah, Letterbox. Letterbox. No with an yes. e at the end. No e. No e. Uh, yeah. At the end. But yeah, that's pretty cool, Devin. Um, yeah, it really. I was gonna mention it in the groups, but I forgot. You know, because I had to okay. watch this episode. But that's what I meant to bring up. Okay. I'll read movies all day. That's what's up. That's what's up. Fantastic. I'll follow you on there. So, um, and we don't see Darius again until he meets up to the rest of the crew at the end of the episode. So we're gonna move on to Earn and Van. There was the part where he got there was a, a Star Wars reference where he's like, I have the high ground, what you gonna do? And oh, she yeah. was like, <laughs> I did laugh about that. And she's like, I'm just gonna wait for you. He's mm. like, Oh. Mm. She got time. Good pickup. Good pickup. Right. Obviously, some time has passed since everything that went down in Europe with Ern and Van, and they seem to be back on good terms, and she's no longer pretending to be Amelie. Yeah, I um, they're together now. Yeah, it looks, yeah, it does look like they're back. They seem really, really familiar again with each other. Mm-hmm. So do you all think that Van is over her issues from last season, or would they creep back up? Well, uh, she had a full-ass breakdown, mm-hmm. and she's acting a little bit better. And I think... Um, Probably what helped her was uh, being around her daughter. Mm. Okay, yeah, that's good. That's good. So, I mean, hopefully she still spoke to somebody, you know, a professional. But um, she she did seem like a lot better instead of them fried hands that niggas were shuffled. I'm sorry, go ahead. (laughs) I hated that shit so much, but go ahead. I got it. Okay. So they arrive at Atlantic Station to get Van's phone fixed. And in the background, we hear Deborah Cox's um, Nobody's Supposed to Be Here playing over the loudspeakers on repeat. Yeah, I haven't been here in a minute. Yeah, me neither. Uh, I really hope they just replace this phone. This screen's been giving me issues for a while. Huh? What's up? Hey, what's up, Kenya? What's going on? Doing some shopping. It's been a while. How you been? I'm all right. 
Hi, I'm Kenya. I'm Vanessa. Well, I'm going to try to get out of here. Glad you're doing well. Good to see you. I haven't seen her in a minute. You can't go to Atlantic Station and not run into somebody. Why don't they make smaller phones? I just want, like, a small phone. The future is iPads that we carry around in our iPod. Is that another girlfriend? Wow, you dated Atlantic Station. I did not. It was like seven years ago. I don't even know how she recognized me from outside. Vanessa? Hey, I thought that was you. Amir? Yeah. Hey, how you been? I haven't seen you since the Kid Ink concert. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's been a while, huh? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So you still work here? Yeah, yeah. I've been trapped here for a while, but... Okay. <laughs> it's good to see you. Yeah, yeah, you too. Um, let me just go help this customer real quick, and then I'll be right back. Yeah. Kid... Ink? He worked at this AT&T when he took me to that concert. He's still here. That was like... 10 years ago. And my question was to y'all, have y'all been to Atlantic Station? But y'all already said y'all did. And yeah. I don't, know, I, I don't know what Deborah Cox is. <clears throat> how, oh, God. How, um, <laughs> both of those are funny references. But yeah, I, um, for the listeners that don't know, I uh, went to college in Atlanta. Um, actually, really? went to college with, yeah, yeah. I did went to college with one of our uh, wonderful, wonderful patrons, Candace. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. So Atlantic Station, I think, came out when um, I was like, I think it was built when I was like a junior or a senior. Mm-hmm. So, bro, I was there all of the time. Also, uh, I knew that you went to college in uh, Atlanta, so I, I know can't you believe. Did. I'm just oh, okay. I was about to. Say, uh, the what? What they? You did have a mention, memory like an elephant, bro. I know that you. size is as fuck, but. Uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> when, they're walk- when they're walking in, uh, she's like, uh, or no, he was like, uh, we got to get a public sub. And I was like, yes. I love pub subs. Yeah, because the public is all the way to the left. I remember. Mm. Yeah, the chicken I, finger I subs. Know the, they are all I know the full of that. I live Party in Atlanta years, um, for a couple of years, a uh, few years ago. And yes, I was in a, Where in Atlanta, Atlanta were you? Buckhead. I lived in Buckhead. Of course uh, you lived in Buckhead. <laughs> He's a Negro. No. I lived in Austell, Devin. I don't know what that is. Exactly. Oh, okay. Exactly, because it's like like maybe 20 minutes outside of Atlanta okay. because it's cheaper. Is that near Cobb County or the other way? Yes, that is exactly where it oh, is. okay. That's exactly where it is. He lives in the heart of Atlanta where all the white people are. I live in the expensive part of Atlanta. <laughs> That's where my cousin lives. In yeah, Buckhead? Yeah. Yep. Cool, cool. Yeah, he works All for right. Google. Oh, oh, okay, obviously. Okay. Whenever yeah. my parents would visit me, they would stay, well, they stayed in Midtown, which is mm-hmm. very close to Atlantic Station. Yes, it is. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. But I was in Atlantic Station all the time. I can tell you pretty much the exact layout of, of that. And it was cool that you actually shot it 
in Atlantic Station because I know that Wells, I, I recognize that Wells Fargo building and that hotel right underneath. And when they were talking about the Publix, I was like, okay, they got to go to the yeah, Publix on the left. Because over it's right, by- like, right out when you get out of the garage, which I have stories about that damn garage, mm. you just go to the left and it's Boom. right there. And if you go to the right, it's at the, 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 uh, um, the, the movie theater. Yeah, and then there's a sushi mm-hmm. restaurant. I can't remember the name of the oh, sushi restaurant, but California. Then you have California Pizza Kitchen in the middle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, that must be new. I don't remember that one. That's it was there when I was there. I think it's okay. still there. Maybe I'm tripping. You know what I'm thinking about? Um, Linux. I know there's one in Linux. Yeah, there's one in Linux on the low, on the uh, lower level. Because that's where I met Trey for the first time. Oh. My nigga. Okay. I met Trey at the CPK at Linux. So oh. That was y'all's first date. No, but that was the first time I met him in person. We knew each other because, like, um, I'm saying all this to shit. But um, we knew each other for a while because we had, like, mutual friends that we always talk online together. Mm. Um, and he actually went to college with my best friend. Oh, so okay. I, I was able to vet him early. Uh, okay. I know the brother of this nigga's gym. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, so I'm sorry. Back to the no problem. Well, speaking of running into folks, they run into one of Ern's old girlfriends slash hookups who says it's been a while since she's seen them. And mm-hmm. she awkwardly introduces herself to Vanessa. And Van Mark remarks to Ern that you can't go to Atlantic Station and not run into anyone, which is the fucking accurate, truth. Accurate, accurate, accurate. The absolute truth. Uh, hey, how do y'all how feel about like, people that like meet their uh, significant or former significant others with their new boo and like feel like uneasy. I feel like that's a red flag because if you're nervous about something, that either means either you have still uh, still have feelings for them, or y'all are still hooking up in some way. Because if if it's if it's just like oh that's just an ex, hey that's a, I have no connection to her anymore. It should just be that easy. But I feel like when it's uneasy, there's something still going on. That just may be me, but I don't know. <laughs> That happens to me a lot, actually, and it recently happened to Look me. Look at this the... hoe ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hoe. Oh, yeah. So you re- want me to be your whore? This is fucking <laughs> Juwan right there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Go ahead and tell on yourself. Go ahead. That uh, mm-hmm. recently happened to me, The uh, actually, um, few two or three weeks ago um uh, selena and i was some was out somewhere and um one of the women that was hosting an event um was someone that i was involved with at one point in my life and i was like that's my ex it's like is it was it like oh yeah i ain't tell you that like <laughs> but yeah it was, don't, we don't know this bitch it wasn't a thing though but you it was just kind of like a funny uh funny situation but yeah that does happen a lot you know then it's kind of like small down here you buy, you're gonna be liable mm-hmm. to somebody that you have um either gone out on a date or hooked up with before yep we last time trey and i were in atlanta together um his ex was there so inside the store Ern uh sees another woman who's like banging on the goddamn glass to get his attention and he mm-hmm. waves at her and Van looks at him like, how many fucking girls Nigga, did you fuck you. in this goddamn city? And they got, inadvertently got into a body count uh, conversation. Mm-hmm. I hate that. I don't. We don't, I don't do that conversation. Do yeah, because that? you'd win. <laughs> or technically lose. It's not about to say it all depends on how you look at it. You it all depends on how whore. you look at it. 
this nigga, this this is why this nigga probably related to Kirsten Cole in House of the Dragon. <laughs> and okay? if the woman had a, he would be like, you are a whore and I have, I want nothing to do with you. Because clearly <laughs> women don't have the same rights as men. Correct. <laughs> That's not you. So, okay, uh, so, and just as she says that, a store employee steps up the van, recognizing her from back when they hooked up, remarking that it's been a while and they haven't seen each other since the Kid Ink concert several and years that's back. When, and that's when um, uh, Ern was like, who the fuck is this nigga? <laughs> now, this was problematic. Van yeah. was okay with it for a little bit, but when uh, when she when the two girls came up, as soon as one nigga comes up to her, he's just like, "What the fuck is this?" No, <laughs> no. Let me let me now. I'm gonna defend him because uh-huh. that nigga was basically like, "We gonna fuck tonight?" Because he was flirting with her hard. The other two people were just saying hello. You bang on the damn glass window from she outside, just said, hey. girl. She bye. Just said, hey. Walk she can't say hi. No. You want to help no. me out here? I, no, I'm, a, I'm wrong neutral. <laughs> you know, wait, 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 wait. So y'all don't think that nigga was trying to holler though in in this nigga's face? I don't face? think so. All of these niggas were probably trying they, to holler, look, or they were just like, "Hey, it's been a at while." At least the women were subtle, like, "Hey, I'm here if you want to hit me up. You know the number." This it's nigga was like, up. "Yeah, we remember that date I took you on. It was fantastic. Yeah, I'm still gainfully employed. Maybe not <laughs> on the level that she would like." But she's like, this nigga hasn't advanced himself. If you're still selling weed and, and it's 2022, you need to up it to cocaine, as Cut Williams said. <laughs> but the point is, is that that nigga was trying to get back in the in the uh, regime for sure. She didn't. I would have had a problem with she that. She didn't seem. She didn't seem um, amenable to that though. I didn't yeah. say, but I would. I just said he was disrespectful. This whole conversation, I was like, bro, you see, we here. Like, if you ain't gonna mm-hmm. help us, get the fuck on. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But a uh, fun fact, Kid Ink. I could not find when he performed the concert, but I did find a tweet from Kid Ink about the first time that he went to Atlanta ten years ago. It was still on his Twitter profile, so that was pretty cool. I don't know who that is. He's a rapper from Los Angeles. Um, sounds awful. <laughs> I was thinking it said Kid Cudi at first. I was like, oh, day and night. I was about to say that's the only thing I know. <laughs> that's a hell of a smoke out song yeah that's pretty when you hot back in the hot boxing days those were the allegedly i've never hmm. hot boxed really i'm dead serious i have not well, you have not lived wait have i well i didn't smoke in college or whatever so i might have been uh, in a car but where everyone else was smoking then you hot box yeah yeah I you technically so. did it <laughs> right i did you not, went there with him <laughs> I uh, inhaled, but I did not. Uh, what did what did uh? You didn't hit it. Did you breathed, but you did not inhale. <laughs> I breathed, right. but I didn't inhale. Mm-hmm. So she was puzzled by the fact that he still works there, and he remarks that he's been trapped there for a while. Fun fact: mm-hmm. that AT and T is still there. I believe is mm-hmm. next door to the H and M. Oh yeah, I remember the H and M. So. While they're walking around, they point out to each other various people that they recognize from hooking up or dating, and they just decide to get the fuck out. Because mm-hmm, it's, it's a competition at this point. <laughs> they get lost looking for their car. Yeah, the he won, lot. by the way, because there was a couple of baddies in there. Yeah, well, yes, that's true. So they get lost looking for their car in the parking lot and run into Kenya again, who doesn't remember that she just saw them a little while earlier and tells them that she um, just came to get her dad a present and got lost for a long time. 
long time. And Ern asks her what was the last movie playing when she got there at the AMC, and he said, and she says, "Now you see me too," which was released in 2016. So this is basically. Know, I don't even know what that is. It's a um, that movie magic about movie. magic, and they robbing the casino with magic. Mm-hmm. Wait, they made a second one? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't even know they. Are you serious? Yep. Yes. Yes. That was with um the problematic nigga. Uh, was it? Uh, I don't know. I know it was just not. I know it was just Isaac. Wasn't a time to kill in there? No. Uh, oh, you're uh, thinking about Woody Harrelson? I I know, but I thought Kevin Spacey was in. No. Uh, no. Now you, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking of 21. Yeah, yes. that's what you're thinking of. Yes. That's what I'm thinking of. Now you see me is the ma- but I do. Yes, Magic, you're there. thinking about that was uh what was that blackjack? Yeah, yes, 21 blackjack. Yeah. About Cal Car. I've seen now you see me. I didn't know they had a second one because that was where like they realized that like at the end it was like a big reveal or some shit. Yep, like Mark that. Ruffalo. Oh, spoiler alert. Sorry. Right. Okay. <laughs> I remember that. Wasn't that on Netflix? Checking. I might watch that tonight. Go ahead. <laughs> Instead of Rogue One. No. So um you got homework, nigga. They uh, <laughs> so they find an emergency exit door and they and they go through it in a scene that is completely dark, but they describe the walls as being wet and carpeted, and after a struggle to get out, they end up falling out into another place where they discover Alfred and Kenya pops up right behind them. More on that later. Uh Jamel have, may have seen this movie, but this reminded me of the end of being John Malkovich. I've actually never seen that movie. Okay, okay. We won't. We don't need you, to do it. I'm about to say, okay. you damn sure. No, I ain't seen that shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it's one that I know I should watch because, like, I I see people reference it all the time, but I just haven't watched it. I I think I've seen maybe five minutes of it where, like, he was dressed as like a whole bunch of women. Yes, he was. Yes, he was a whole a whole bunch of women as John Malkovich. It's really good. It's a very experimental okay. movie. All right, um, I'll check it out. So let's get on to the media part of the episode. Lex Luthor was in Now You See Me. Uh, yeah, I yeah. said Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, he's Lex Luthor. See, you say that. That's actually that's also Kevin Spacey. <laughs> yes, that's true too. Kevin what Spacey was Kevin, Kevin Spacey, Spacey was played Lex Luthor. In in um, what's uh, the Superman, one with Brandon Superman Rattles? Returns. Superman Returns. The one with CW. Um, yeah, Superman. Superman Returns. Returns. Yeah. Okay. The, is that, I actually like that movie. I don't it remember right. that. I know I've seen it. I haven't seen the original Superman's, but the, Superman um, Returns is the one that was like with the Ant Man, not Adam Man. Ant, what was he? Adam. Yes, Adam Man. That yeah. was the um. That was Superman three. I think. I, I didn't see any of the originals. Which was the one where he turned back time? Oh, Superman shit. two. I did not to see save that. to save uh, Lois. Yeah. Oh it no, that's not was, streaming on anything. That was uh, uh-huh. no, that was um uh, anyway. So yeah, well let's get Tangent. Back <laughs> right. So let's get I was trying to watch now you see me. This is a longer section. So Alfred. So uh, meanwhile, Alfred is stuck in traffic. Tells Darius about Bluebud dying, that he died three months prior, but it was only just recently did the manager release a statement about his passing. First of all, without Looking up anything while you were watching the episode, um, did you all know who Blue Blood was based on and who he was played by? I assumed it was Tupac, but okay, I will I I'll reveal it if y'all don't know already. I'll reveal it at the end for the uh, listeners. Okay. okay, so um, Alfred tells Darius he was just trying to get to the airport but doesn't have a destination because Darius reminds him that he doesn't uh like anywhere, uh, he doesn't like mm. New York, doesn't like LA. Um, he says maybe he can go to Jamaica, but Jamaica is overrated. You know, Charlotte, is a, 
The Ruiz Trash, Charlotte's Exorbitant. Nigga, that is, is a bad movie, though. That is a it terrible, is terrible movie. My best it friend. It's so bad. He made us watch it for his, uh, batch, what is that called? Bachelor party? party? Yeah, but it's like what you do before the wedding, where all the guys, the groomsmen are Dress together. Dress rehearsal? Oh, the bachelor party. Oh, sure. But it was... <laughs> Anyway, that doesn't matter. The point is, he made us watch this god-awful movie. And I'm like, how do people like this shit? Niggas think it's amazing. They think it's like... Like, that movie's like on the level of Baby Boy, as far as I'm concerned. No, no. That's See, I knew you were going to get there, but still. Like, no, that movie was bad. There's no... They're, they're, they're not acting. They're just yelling. Uh, I guess the plot is they're stealing the whole time. They're trying to no, steal from people. Know. It's terrible. Yes. I fully agree with that statement. I would say it's on the level of belly. I, I like belly. Do you? See, everybody, everybody <laughs> has one. CB4? Is that, is that a I do app? like CB4. I don't think I've seen I, it. I all. like CB4, but. And it's... I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm black, y'all. 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 Because I'm black, and I'm black. Listen, I love that movie, and I will always thrive for that movie because they had the light skinned niggas say that shit. Okay? Right. That was a. Uh, That's probably why he's so militant now. Right. He had to sit his spot all ass down before he made change in New Jack City. What's his name? Isn't that a nigga that you have a crush on? It's Alan Payne. Alan Payne was sure. on fire. Is that his name? Yes. yes. On a, a, Alan Payne is starring in the stage production of New Jack City. Oh, he's um, still working out here. That's right. That's what's probably going to probably going to be playing in Atlanta. G money. Mm. Mm-hmm. So after Darius leaves Alfred, he's being um, videotaped on somebody's phone in traffic about a clout chaser pretending that he knows him. Right, that shit funny. <laughs> so about the BT experience. Here we go, mm-hmm. I got paper boy. And oh, Alfred, I'll be right there, bad boy. I'll be right there. <laughs> he do that all the time when he just drive off. Yeah. <laughs> Alfred is just frustrated, veers out of traffic, and goes into a gas station and continues to listen to Blue Bud's album. And mysteriously, the lyrics start to match up with what he's um, seeing around him. Mm-hmm. With, uh, so he goes inside the barbecue shop spot that he heard Blue Blood mention and orders the um, the um, Zupai. Zupai. Never heard of it. I thought it was something real. But yeah. um, actually, I believe it would be a Frito pie, technically, because of how they served it. Mm-hmm. Mm. And there's yeah. another name for that, too, right? I that, don't like, know. That our Mexican brethren uh, do when they don't put, like, this. talk. Don't I'm not this. even being racist. I think this is a real thing. I think. Okay. I, look. I'm in love with a Latina right now. I'm telling her not to work her kids, okay? Because that's racist. You can't be having your kids doing yard work when they're Mexicans. Oh what kind God. of stereotypes are we trying to perpetuate out here? Oh, this is going on Patreon. Go ahead. It's not racist if I'm telling her ago. not to do it. <laughs> right? I don't know mm. what's happening. Right. All right. Uh, let's go. Let's move on. All right, so the cashier, uh, after Alfred orders the zoo pie, the cashier plays the young Blue Bud CD, uh, and when he sits down to wait, the lyrics start to match with the scenery again. What's up, man? What you want? Yeah, cool. Cool, man. Uh, I heard y'all got something called a zoo pie. Zoo pie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know what it is, so, you know. No, actually, I heard it in a song, so. 
One super. Hey, yo, man, I ain't heard this one before. Did you know Blue Blood? Scavenger hunt. Is is Blue Blood still alive? Who's Blue Blood? Bad. He gets a zoo pie, opens it up, and sees a, a Blue Blood logo and an address on the inside of the box. And again, it's also matching the song lyrics. And Alfred's like, "Is this a scavenger hunt? Uh, am I going mm-hmm. on a scavenger hunt?" Yeah. And he he kind of looked excited. He kinda <laughs> right. Looked excited. Yeah. I'd have been like, I'm just gonna eat this shit and go home. <laughs> <laughs> and he thought he was on a hunt to see if Blue Blood was still alive. Mm-hmm. Um. So after going through several locations and tasks, he ends up at the West End strip mall, and a woman greets him and reveals she's Blue Blood's or Gary's wife. And no, he is not performing. He's still dead. I and, have uh, been to that West End strip mall more times than i can count i have also it's right up it's right like a couple it's like a mile away from it's walking distance from spelman oh okay yeah is that where you went to school yes that's where i went to school oh okay i didn't know that yes you did nigga (laughs) (laughs) so yeah but i've been there before before too so i instantly recognized it like okay of course you did because you were probably dropping off some of my spelling sisters i was just about to say (laughs) and then went over there because there's a popeyes over there i was about to say (laughs) who'd you take on a non-date to get ice cream or something there i'm assuming there's ice cream there's a rita's oh i don't oh the uh the shaved ice yeah i think there's a rita's over there or is some sort of shaved ice over there yeah yeah listeners tell me if i'm if i'm talking out of school No problem. So um, she tells Alfred how Gary was uh, was trying to always outdo himself and do it for the culture. And even when he found out he was sick, he was still trying to make it part of his art and even stage this elaborate scavenger hunt for fans to attend his funeral. And Gary was always trying to outdo himself, you know. I remember he used to talk about the culture and how he was doing it for the culture. So... When he found out he was going to die, he decided to do this. <laughs> he was pretty sick towards the end, but he still managed to record an album and plan a scavenger hunt. You're the fifth person to show up. Damn. Really? <laughs> yeah. I think he expected more people. I'm actually surprised, too. I mean, all you had to do was listen to the album. Yeah. He put so much effort into it, but 
I guess you don't always get back what you give. He just worked so hard. And I just wish he had had more fun. Because that's all it is in the end. <laughs> he really had an impact on me. And uh, she tells Alfred about how she felt blue blood would have thought more people would have shown up, but it's only been five people, including him so far, and that she's surprised uh, uh, because all you had to do was listen to the album and that he worked that's so the, hard on that, it. That just that just shows you that just goes to show you that niggas just don't really care. They just mm-hmm. listen, just don't listen. Right. That's sad. It does. And that he worked so hard on it up to his death. But you don't always get what you give. And she wishes that he had more fun and offers Alfred a weed plant. And that track 11 is how to care for it, which I thought was cool. Oh, that was a weed plant? Yes. I don't know why Mm. I thought that was a bonsai tree. I don't know I'm what on, kind of buzz that's you you look at it. I didn't really I, I mean I was watching I was like, oh that's kinda cute. He got a bu- I'm on a Cobra Kai kick right now, so I might be just being racist. We'll never watch yeah. it. Uh you'll never watch Cobra Kai? I'm just playing, I'll maybe I'll get around to it. So I know, um, right? That'd be something for you to binge. You always binge and shit. It's yeah, a good that's show. True. And you watch, I, you don't like it, Jamel? I watched the first episode and I was bored out of my mind. It get it gets a lot oh my god, it gets so much better. Shout out don't to the know. homie Peter on uh the official Cobra Kai. Uh, Don't make a podcast. racist joke. Don't make a racist joke. I'm not. I'm just plugging my nigga. This, this is his time to flourish. You know what I'm saying? Right. Shout out to my homie. If you like Cobra Kai, listen to him. Yeah, he has the official podcast for Cobra Kai, right? Right. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, he's had every everybody that's been on the show has been on Peter's podcast. Everybody. Nice. I love it. That's right. what's he's up. Out here. He out here flourishing. That's, that's what's up. Right. And so Alfred and Asians tells, don't raise him. <sighs> I just I had to do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Pialani, uh, I will let you uh, handle that for him. Uh, also, uh, join their group too. Pialani is a moderator. Mm. Mm. This was up. So love Alf- you, boo. So Alfred tells her that Blue Blood really had an impact on him. Um, I did want to mention about that whole sequence when I was taking the notes for the episode. I finally broke what I felt about what that sequence was saying with the um and feel free to chime in at any time when I go on this rant. But the um blue blood scene with his wife is the meat meaty part of the episode to me and will probably be influential in Alfred's journey towards the end of the season because Alfred, who of course goes by Paperboy. Sorry. Nigger. And <laughs> and but again, Alfred who goes by I'm leaving that in too. Paperboy, we all saw in season three was getting to the point of um burning out from being a rapper and has his thoughts of quitting and he sees firsthand in this episode how someone will just try to use literal proximity to him for the likes, for clout. But will they remember him when he's gone? We see that Blue Blood dedicated his whole life to giving to the culture his art and thought that the culture would show up for him to pay their respects. But only a handful of people did. And it's a sad state of affairs and a sad commentary on the industry as it stands now. Even And even though these episodes were filmed long before some of the most recent violent tragedies in the hip hop community, where every other week it seems like a rapper has been killed most recently. Yes. Most recently, PMB Rock. I believe 
that whole label star something got taken out. Damn. Yeah, I believe like everybody on that label got taken out. I think it was X X X Temptation you know, was on it. Um, oh, that's um, right. Yeah, he died too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he got ran up on and uh, he was like in his car. Super problematic though, right? He was the one with the black eyes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, and I had not heard about PNB Rock until um he died, unfortunately. But Man. it's like, yeah, it's but it's like these rappers are disposable. And mm-hmm. there's no more respect for the art or for the culture. It's all commodified to the point where you don't really care anymore. The collective you don't even care anymore when the next rapper is gone. So there's a there's a conscious. video of him being shot on the floor and them like trying to like put the uh the towels on it to cover the bullet holes and mm-hmm. he's just leaking on the the, the uh, chicken and waffle and the Roscoes. It's yeah, it's bad. It is yeah. bad. It's just constant. And I love PNB Rock, man. You know I like them. I've never like heard niggas, of uh, Juwan. Yeah, I have. I've listened to some of his songs on the way when I was um running some errands the other day, and he was really good. You know, he listen was... to the song "Feelings," Jamel. That's one of Feelings? my favorites. Yeah. Rock? Okay. yeah, it's a great mm-hmm. song. So I just think Alfred would try to um, dedicate more of his life to being fulfilled outside of what he can provide to the culture, because like Gary's Ooh. wife said, that's all we have at the end. And Blue Blood is based on um an underground rapper mf doom i used to cop a lot but never cop no drop hold mics like ponytails tight and bobble ops stop stick around come through and dig the sound of the fly brown 606 cycle who throws a dick around bound to go through flat came to destroy rap oh with the mask yes he was uh he always wore the, the dr doom mask very um prolific he's been in the game a long time if you are deep into hip-hop culture you would know who MF Doom is, and he had Wasn't his. He part of a group. He was, yeah, he was a uh, part of a group with his brother when they first started out, and he wasn't doing that. Um, but and then he reinvented himself into MF Doom after his brother had died, and then he did. Of course, he uh, did stuff with Ghostface. He did stuff with Danger Mouse, mm-hmm. but he was like a real prolific underground rapper, and he passed away during the early maybe i think it was like 2020 um maybe speaking out of turn here but his death was not announced until um months after by his management team so that's who um blue blood was based on um uh mf doom a really really good rapper um halloween 2020 is when he passed okay okay yeah and he survived by his wife the uh, voice actor who uh, plays Blue Blood is actually Earl Sweatshirt. So uh, from uh, I love that. I, from Odd Future. So I don't okay. well is he still Odd Future? I don't know. But um yeah yeah I thought it was like I thought pretty... it was Tupac because they were making references about stuff that you know he died and he's like people be like oh Tupac's still alive because he rapping about mm. stuff that's like happening. That's why I thought it was him. I can see how you can think that. Um, but yeah, that's what that was all about. Africa goes up to view the body, but the only thing in the coffin is a skeleton in a suit and a Latin Braves cap, Devin's favorite. And <laughs> We're winning right now. We're up 2-0. And Keisha tells Al that's not his skeleton. She had him cremated a month ago. And the finale of this episode is all the stories converging at the end with everyone randomly finding each other at a strip mall because um, when Van and Ern emerged from... Um, their closet, they end up in the at Blue Blood's funeral. Somebody, you flew with Blue Blood? Right. <laughs> and Kenya Can comes I out just behind say, him. I'm so sorry. I just want to say I have gotten lost in that uh in that parking deck in Atlantic Station 
several Same. times. I Same. felt so seen. Same. Proceed. <laughs> and Darius gives Kenya the air fryer to give to her dad because she forgot to buy her dad a gift in, um, when she got lost. And the main crew gets in Alfred's truck and leaves. Kenya declines a ride from them because her Uber is um, two minutes away. And, and that's Riley. exactly when I knew mm. I was listening for that electric wheelchair. <laughs> yes. And I thought it uh, was problematic, though, for them to just leave her there. Really? Yeah. I mean, they could at least wait till her waited, Uber got Yeah, I would have waited. Van did offer, but they didn't have to leave her there. Um, right. No, <laughs> she could have not roll with them, but they just left her in the middle of a parking lot. A woman, I, I thought that was rude. I feel no, you. I feel I'm, you. I'm with you. I'm with you. But like, I mean, you know, it is what it is. But Nick is yeah. gonna nick. <laughs> so um, that was um the first episode. It wasn't. It didn't uh, grab me as much as the first episode. And co- you notice they did the same thing with you know slowly panning in and having the character turn around and seeing like something behind them. Mm-hmm. Like, like it follows. Like it follows. And then of course what they did last um last season, but um it didn't really grab me as much as that um Aquarius episode, but I thought it was a but it was nice to see them back in Atlanta again. I loved that. Mhm. So um let's go ahead and move on to um episode 2. Yeah, I thought this was like almost down there perfect. So um any Everybody needs therapy. I don't know the mm-hmm. name of the episode, but that should be the name of the episode. It should be. So um That's just what we going to call it. The, yeah, the right. homeliest little horse, I think. The homeliest little horse written by Ibra Ake, directed by Angela Barnes. Fantastic job on this episode. Tagline is we got grown men out here being this petty. Y'all really need therapy. I don't cuz I already know what's wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and we I am an alcoholic, but I am not anonymous. Mm, we can go ahead and hop right into it. So um, we open on a white woman outside her apartment smoking, walking her dog, and a black man passes by her, and she greets him good morning, but he rightfully curves her because he can smell the Karen on her. Mm-hmm. On her person. It was. And, yes. And she just stares him down, looking like she's missing out on a full meal. Because she was starting, you can you can feel the thirst coming out of her. Okay? I love a thirsty white woman. Mm, I don't. I, I knew this episode was gonna. Okay, all right. I, Jamel, wait till wait till wait till later. I might have a, right. a good story for you. Okay. Oh God. All right. Hey, Uh, it's it's about sex. Patreon story. Patreon. Patreon story. Patreon story. You can tell it. Listeners. <laughs> Subscribe. So she goes back into her apartment and plays Sierra Ooh Baby on her laptop and spies on the same black man from her window into his as he's getting undressed. And she goes on the bed and before she can flick the bean, she gets an email from an agent expressing interest in her manuscript and to schedule a meeting. And you can clearly see in the email that it says the assistant is on carbon copy. And the name on the CC line is Tracy. Did y'all register that? No. First? I don't even remember. Not at first. I remember Tracy. Well, you didn't watch the second season, so you probably wouldn't have. Okay, but, I was about to say, I have um, no idea what you're talking about. You would have loved Tracy. Yes, you have. <laughs> you might want to go back and watch the episode. I think you would. Yeah. If you tell me was, what's ex- what ex- exact episode it is and the minute marker. <laughs> Okay. No, you just tell me the entire episode. Just tell me the episode, and I'll go watch. Because I mean, the wave check. <laughs> Ma. 
Yes. I'm going to have to watch it. He had the most perfect wave check ever. Put it like that. Right. So moving on from that scene, Ern gets a call from Alfred to see if he can help him with a password, which was tied to an old ass AOL email. (laughs) And (laughs) how am I supposed to know? And Ern tells him the answer to his security question, which was his favorite movie. He says it was Scarface at first because cuz niggas, of course. Niggas. And then he's like, oh, no, that was in middle school. So it would be Milan. And he was like, oh, shit, that worked. Milan? Nigger? <laughs> I was about to say, that is one of my favorite Disney movies. Let's get down, down to, business, to business. To defeat the Hans. Did you see me, daughters, when I asked for Hans? <laughs> I love this. Oh, God, that, I'm going to have to watch Milan. I am right there with you. You're the saddest Never. bunch I ever I met. Never met. So pack up. Go home, you're through. through. Somehow <laughs> I'll make a man out of you. I wish y'all could see Devin right now, listeners, because his eyes are closed and he is in it, okay? <laughs> I can't even lie. I love that song, too. So it's mm. what it is. Mm-mm-mm. So Ern tells Al that he's on the way to the therapy, and um, Darius is in the background, and they start to um, tease him, and Jones only him for being rich now and wasting money. On uh, on therapy, and Ern tells Al to call that realtor. Put a pin in that. Uh-huh. So breaking these down into these sessions. So Ern gets to therapy. In the first session, he reveals that his probation from Princeton ended, and he's been invited back to speak. He keeps getting interrupted by text messages, and the black male therapist. Yo, this therapist was stellar. He was amazing. Mm. Yes. Ugh. Black male therapist asked him to respect my time, nigga, and put your phone away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he gave me, it was like, hey, can I have it, please? Like, okay, no, can't no. have it. I'll just put it away. <laughs> <laughs> You're my daddy, nigga. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> like, chill out. <laughs> and Irv tells him that, he tells his therapist that he believes he has a heart issue, but the doctors think it's tied to anxiety and any other mental health problem, but Erwin is in denial about that. So what did your doctor say? I have a tightness in my chest and a pain numbness going down my left arm. They say I'm healthy. They think I'm lying. Do you have reason to think they don't believe you? If they did it to Kim Porter, they'll do it to me. I had to get a second opinion. They got me walking around like a leader battle angel all weekend. Whoa. EKG machine? Yeah. What's their guess? Depression, panic attacks, anxiety, you know, smattering. Hmm. Well, I mean, panic and anxiety can manifest in many forms. You should listen to your body. It's smarter than you think. How are things at home? Good, fine. Uh, I got a job offer in L.A., creative consulting. Hmm. It's a big deal, I guess. I haven't told Van yet. Are you worried about the distance between you and Lottie if you take this job and Van doesn't want to go? Yeah, yeah. If I'm being honest. Um, can I, can I lay down? Please, yeah. 
and the doctors think that he's the doctor thinks he's lying or Ern says he believes the doctor thinks he's lying and he tells the therapist if they did it to Kim Porter they'll do it to him too uh, yeah oof I did not think they were going to go there but go ahead yeah Kim Porter um, I, was, I don't know what that means uh, Kim, uh, Puff Daddy's Puff yeah. Daddy's um um ex-girlfriend and baby mama and she's a model and every, which was a model and she died tragically in like yeah. 2019 2018 from pneumonia okay. yeah and, and the daughter said she was fine or something mm-hmm. no, oh. no well well that's no? actually that's actually my other note here because um there was no direct link that kim porter's death was caused by medical negligence or no direct doctors or nurses have been accused or charged with anything but what happened was it did continue a dialogue among black people especially black women to be better self-advocates and have advocates for them with medical staff because their pain is sometimes not believed. Absolutely. Uh, uh, I've been there. Honestly, okay. I've been there. And also having uh, better um, advocates with them because I know I ask a lot of questions when I, you know, accompany my wife to, you know, to the doctor because I watched um, 13 seasons of ER no 20 <laughs> 20 times, so I pretty much know everything. But no, I ask a lot of questions. Yeah. Uh, and an even better show. Trade us, too, because he's in healthcare, too. So, he, oh. yeah. mm-hmm. so uh, Ern tells the uh, therapist that life for him is good. He's making a lot of money from work, and he kind of pauses when he's asked about his home life, but he says it's good. Mm-hmm. And he says he has a job offer in L.A. and might be moving out of state. Question? You think That's when Al- he starts... He starts rubbing yeah. on him on his left side. Well, right after that. Well, yeah, he told me he asked Van if Van knows. But my question is, do you mm-hmm. think that realtor thing, you think that's Al and Darius preparing to come out there too? More than likely. They can't go. They can't be without each other. Okay. Okay. And like you were saying, Jamel, when the therapist asked if he's worried, worried about the distance from Lottie and if Van yeah. doesn't want to go, he gets visibly uncomfortable and clutches his heart. And asked to lie down on the um, floor. Uh, so yeah, he obviously earned has. It, it is definitely is 100% anxiety tied to um, that's uh, exacerbating these symptoms that he's feeling with his um, with his heart and with his chest and everything. So um, just like Jamil just did. Sorry, there was a little gnat near me. I, <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to say it. So I, yeah, I thought it was like, is she acting or what's happening here? <laughs> my, my, there was a gnat crawling on my, on my chest and I had to swat it off. <laughs> Sorry. So you weren't having a heart attack. Good to know. No, I was not having a heart attack. I'm all right. Oh, I might now since I just smacked the fuck out of my chest, but I'm okay. <laughs> the um, woman from before goes to the agent's office and sees our friend from Atlanta, Tracy. Um, Wait, was this when he told the story about college or no? That's later. We're going to get to that in a minute. Okay. This so. is the receptionist that was just like, hey, come on. You ready? The black dude? Yes. Sit your ass down. And true, but Tracy, like we said, um, Devin it was Alfred's homeboy from season two. Um, and um, you know, you gotta watch the episode, I'll find it and tell you which one it is. But he was just talking out loud on the phone, telling her skinny white ass to sit down and wait. 
And she gets to meet with the agent who tells her she he's interested in signing her and he's going to hook her up with a publisher uh, who she would have to impress at a children's book reading at the library. Just watch out for the hat. And but the meeting is really rushed and he very swiftly throws out a bunch of details of her, but basically tells her that she has to spend her own money to get started. And and all, and she needs to also get her hair done for the cameras. Mm. So. When you saw Tracy Jabell, did you think something was up or were you just confused? I am such a passive watcher. I was just like, hey, it's Tracy. What a coincidence. That's literally the only thing that hit hit my head. Like, I had no idea that, well, we'll get to what happens, but like, I had yeah. no idea. I was oblivious, too, because mm-hmm. I do remember at the end of that season two episode, Tracy was get was at a job interview yep. to, to, get a, a job. to get a job. He looked like he was Wave interviewing it all. check. <laughs> so I figured, like, oh, he must have got the job and grew his hair back out. So that's <laughs> that's exactly what I thought. My bad. Um, I'm sorry. I really smacked the fuck out of my chest. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. She, like, such so, an entertainer when he, like, slid in Kings of Comedy. He's like, oh. But my whole left side just did. <laughs> <laughs> so the session two, a uh, black man therapist asks Earn about who he trusts. And Earn says he just trusts people to be themselves based on their incentives and what they rationalize. Like, so um, nobody. And But he does say maybe Darius. It is interesting that he did not say Al or Van. Considering the fact well, that Al... Yeah, I understand Darius, though, because Darius, you know. Well, Darius... What you say is what you get with him. Exactly. But are, uh, they, are they related, right? No, Earn no. and um Earn and Paperboy are. They're kind oh, of Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's wild. So Earn tells him that he asked Princeton for an honorary degree or to kiss his ass, which they agree to, the degree, not the ass kissing. Maybe Ooh. both. Maybe both. So probably both. Mm, probably both. And the therapist picks up on Ern's resentment of Princeton and asks what happened, which is something, um, Devin, that actually has been teased several times in season, a couple of times in season one, a couple of times in season two about what happened to Ern at Princeton. It was actually, excuse me, it was literally a question in the first scene of the very first episode of Atlanta of somebody asking him about what happened at Princeton. And, and we're finally not talk about it. Right, mm. and we're finally getting this story. So this has been long anticipated. Okay. So so basically, he was an RA, friends with another RA, Sasha, who he felt close to, and that he felt he could be honest with. He gets a job interview, pulls together some money, buys a new suit and some shoes, and gets invited to an out-of-town party by a girl that he likes. The friend says that she's going to hold his suit for him. So he agrees, goes out, comes back to town to get ready for the interview. And that Sasha girl is ghosting him and she still has his suit and then she dismisses him. So he uses the master key to enter her room while she's not there. And she gets mad, goes to the dean of the college who suspends him. And that eventually turns to to, um, him being expelled. And he says he never gets a chance to defend himself or tell his side of the story. He also says it's, it felt racially motivated and that they use rapist language against him. Because yeah, the, um, the, uh, you violated the, this white girl's... Uh, yep, the therapist was just like, she why wasn't you? Mm-hmm. And the um, therapist digs deeper to reveal another trauma of Ernst that he was abused by a family member who he trusted, which made him feel powerless. You trusted Sasha? Yeah. 
you were hurt by someone you trusted. Yeah. Like the family member who abused you. Yeah. Which made you feel powerless again. Is this cool? You should release this. No, I'm good. I'm yeah. good. No, I'm, I'm good. So what happened between you two? We never talked again. You know, I had to leave. I just promised. I just proved everybody wrong. Did you prove everyone wrong? Yeah. I love spite. <laughs> it's a pure, powerful thing. Hmm. It gave me courage. You know, I can count on it. I used it when I came back to Atlanta, you know? Spite can be very powerful. But it can also leave you depressed and empty. Goals stop becoming yours, start becoming a, a book written by somebody else, someone with no incentive for your well-being. Which is a new revelation. They never said anything like this in the show before. And I did try to look up and see if Donald Glover ever talked about anything happened to him personally, because I found that odd. This is something they would bring up in the uh, final season. So oh. Earn cries and tries to compose himself and talks about how he loves Spite and uses it as a shield, um, so to speak. So it's very powerful. Yes. So as far as this um this abuse thing, you that's gotta come up again, right? Oh yeah. Or maybe it won't, you know, you never know. It that just seems like an odd thread to bring up and not go back to. Um This is but, what I had my story about is because you know a long, long time ago, uh there was a white Oh god anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, I think it's really interesting in telling that the therapist asked if Sasha was white for a couple of reasons. Because one, the casual flippancy of some, not all, white women in certain instances. Because this woman who was supposed to be his friend offered to do him a favor, knowing the importance of it, but seemingly for no reason she can just shrug it off because it was not important for her to follow through with him. And I don't think by virtue of her being a white college girl that her shunning of him was racially motivated. But because she's a white college girl, she has the privilege of ignoring other people's needs in lieu of her own because they do the same shit to each other all the time. She probably didn't think it was a big deal. Exactly. Because the difference is they can often brush it off. Is not a big deal anyway. Like, girl, you'll be okay. You get the job with in, in whatever. So, uh, or just ask your dad to, to make a phone call. I was just about to say, yeah. So, in fairness, though, Earn could have asked permission to use the master key or alerted her or went to the dean himself. Yeah, but maybe I, call first, like, hey, I'm gonna have to go in your room if you can't come meet me or something yeah. like that. I probably, I might would have said that. I'm not blaming um earn but i might would have just said something first right and i get also that it was a matter of urgency and while the act of neglecting earn may not have been racist she certainly did lean into that racism after the fact when they was kicking his black ass out of school for simply trying to retrieve his own property back from her peacefully 
using this, rape language when she wasn't even in the room. Exactly. Mm. And this informs that final um, session. But the second point is that given Earn a black therapist allows him to open up about his true feelings of that experience. And it was a beautiful moment because, A, we don't often see black men in therapy in real life and on TV. And if we do, it's with white people. And Mm -hmm. no offense to white mental health clinicians and their credentials, it's not the same. Mm -hmm. Those conversations, at least in my perspective, in my experience, can't move beyond a surface level. Because the questions that he was asking him, like, Mm -hmm. oh, was this white woman? Like, uh, a white therapist probably wouldn't have asked that. And it would bring a whole different, you know, context to it. Oh, my God. Is this a racial thing? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) And it was uh, all... It's getting political. (laughs) And it was great. It's not about that. It's not always here. Why are you always making it about race? Right. <laughs> because it applies. You were yes. never oh. a slave. Mm. Ew. My family didn't own I have. So, but it was brilliant to make the therapist There's black. a lot of problematic white people out here. And we did get a lot of revelations. But I just kind of thought that about that particular. It was a beautiful um, scene. Right. Beautiful. I was yes, almost holding my breath. Right. Right. And we need we definitely need more black therapists, but far be it for me to tell anybody to get into to do whatever kind of profession you want. Go to school for what you want to do, but we need some though. Um so Lisa, who we find out that's her name, the white lady is having lunch with a friend and tells her that she quit her job because she's getting a book deal. I quit my job. <laughs> oh, wait. Why? An agent read my book online and wants to sign me. I just have to do this reading thing. I mean, he thinks it could be like the next Harry Potter. <laughs> wow, that's great. <laughs> what? What is it? <laughs> you quit your job. Yeah, I had to quit my job because I have to just really focus on hiring an illustrator, a PR firm. I need a stylist. I mean, if this thing takes off, it could be huge, like franchised. It is so lucrative, don't you think? Yeah, sure, but it it doesn't really matter what I think. Yes, it does. You're my best friend. (laughs) Lisa, you have my support. You have my support? I just, um... I can't loan you another $500 this month. I've got a lot of bills, and... Look, I'm just worried about you. Tell me you like my writing. Lisa. And the friend is listening to her like, um, bitch, you bored. Okay. I'm not, uh, you can, you can quit your right, job, you but you're not getting money. no more money from me. So. <laughs> you owe me. I got my own bills. Um, and Lisa gets up and demands her friend tell her that she likes her writing. The friend's like, um, well, your shit is garbage. That's what I heard. <laughs> you know, I don't know what y'all heard, but I heard your shit is garbage. I and, just heard that she's like, she's trying to rap when she got a lot of bills. Mm. And rapping don't pay the bills all the time. <laughs> yep. And Lisa storms off. Now, did you all peep the black woman in the back, side-eyeing and them and taking notes? No. Hi, no. Okay, yeah. Now I have to rewatch it. Oh, <laughs> oh my 
Yes, but there was a black woman in the back, and she, every little every now and then she would look over and side eye and peep, and then like when Lisa gets up, she um kind of like t- started taking notes on her phone. So oh. yep. Uh, session three, the therapist gives Earn a floor pillow as a gift, and Earn tries it out and talks about going back to Princeton. Talks about trying to um trying to go, but he had an issue with the tickets because some light white lady that was working there was hating on the passport. And he was like, was she white? Like, you really got to ask? Of course uh-huh. she was. Uh-huh. And basically how the lady was being dismissive and boots them out of line. He then gets service from a black woman who tries to help, but the white lady peeps that and gets TSA involved at the gate. And he's like, fuck it, I don't want to go anymore. And the trip is ruined. Yeah, because and, he was going to bring Van and Lottie. Right. And he said he didn't trip about it first because he didn't want to be on a no-fly list and everything. Tell you something right now. I will. I will act my. I will act the entire black ass. I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. You know. I don't know about in the airport, Juwan. No, I will. No. I, I my was, birthday's nine eleven. I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. I will. No. I will act my black ass. I wouldn't I didn't know your birthday was uh nine eleven. Devin. Oh my bad. No, I would do it respectfully, but uh, you ain't finna just. How, finna how do you do that? I'll ask to like, be a manager. Like these people will force you to act as to get you to get to that level so at that point you just got to just let it go being because we black people often have to be the bigger person when we've been doing it for 500 years mm. well that's true that's true he's but rich, it's still he's rich. i was about to reveal hey hey hi well you're right you're right what was i thinking something. He has a little bit of privilege. Right. <laughs> like, I am Jawan, whole name. Do you know who my father is? <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't just let anybody call me that a nigga. You had to do that one time? Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> have you met the colonel? <laughs> right. Gotta use it. Yeah, so he's just like, fuck it. Like, I don't want to go anymore. The trip gets ruined. He reflects on his previous sessions feeling like he has learned enough and tells the therapist that he wants to lead therapy. And while the therapist still wants to work with him, he agrees. See, it sounds like you're recognizing the big picture. Yeah, the anxiousness and anger, you're not gonna achieve your goals with those, you know? That's really good, Aaron. <sighs> yeah, um, you know, it's good to hear you say that because I've been thinking a lot, and I, I kind of want to take some time out from therapy. Just a little, you know, because you've given me so many good tools. I, I kind of want to deal with my issues on my own, you know? Sure. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to keep working with you, but I, I understand. And, like, hey, if, if you need anything, you know I'm here. Thanks. You know, I'm impressed because most people, they end this over a phone call or email or oh i'm not that cold-blooded <laughs> and i'm thinking like okay good another black therapist just opened up shit you don't appreciate it right, right. i was like you're cl- it's clearly working why are you giving up on yeah, it keep going keep right going. He, even the therapist i mean okay, okay. right mm-hmm. if you want to wish you the best bro keep the right. keep the uh, keep the mattress <laughs> clearly, clearly, clearly later he bought that nigga needs, a present. Right. Mm-hmm. He definitely needs to go back. Right. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, so Lisa, they have just scratched the surface. 
Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so Lisa arrives to the library with her emotional support rat dog and <laughs> and freshly laid edges. And I was like, what black and that I new did say that. Dress. I was like, what mm-hmm. black beautician did she go to? What's that called when y'all got it like laid on y'all's head? Like oh, that? just the little baby hairs. Okay. Yeah, that shit's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And she gets told by the receptionist that she can't bring that thing in here. Lisa tells her that she works at the airport and produces a <laughs> note from her doctor that's FAA approved. And she does it with, with a little, with a, you know, the little dead white woman. I got a note from my doctor. Right. <laughs> she put and a little bit of. At that moment, I knew something <laughs> was going to happen. Yes. I kinda, it clicked for me. I didn't know what was going to happen, but it kind of clicked mm-hmm. for me. And the woman tells her, I don't give a fuck about none of that. Take that bitch literally outside. <laughs> out of here. Get that thing out. Mm. This ain't the airport. This, Yeah, you can try the airport. And, <laughs> <laughs> and the book publisher comes in and Lisa starts to read her story to the children and they immediately start roasting her trash ass. Like, <laughs> I don't like this horse. It's ugly. I like Citron. But always got lost by the old farmer's lake. This horse is stupid. That's why no one likes it. But one fourth of July, a spark hit the ground, setting the barn ablaze. The horse is farted! (laughs) No. The The horses are scared because of the fire. They all look like they're farting. All that smoke is them farting. Okay, but they're not farting. And to be funny, I was like, I like the way the story's going, Loki. I was like, the the illustrator that she got was nice. I liked it. I was like, it looks good. Those kids were like, not here for this. Story was dumb though. Yes. I can just uh, see my daughters listening to that like, oh, is Peppa Pig on? <laughs> <laughs> like, they don't like they, ponies? They love ponies, but this story was dumb. Uh, it was. My, like, my, 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 my girls would have been like, well, um, mom, about, do we have to stay for this? <laughs> talking about you going to make the next Harry Potter. Not with that. Uh, yo, she was full of herself. What that what they call the the white man was like, it could be like the next Bernstein Bears. Mm-hmm. I was like, Bernstein. Right. Mm-hmm. That shit was funny. <laughs> so Lisa, Lisa the kids saying that the horse that they party. Because yeah. that was hilarious. <laughs> yes. So Lisa lose control of the other room and the publisher leaves. The kids all roast her talking about like the it's farting. It's farting. <laughs> <laughs> That one right there, it looks it looks like a whole robot. <laughs> oh, Kids are so cruel. And she was hide. It was what, Jamel? On her poison. <laughs> right. Oh man, you can see it well up in her eyes. I was like, man. right. Because all the children leave, and the librarian makes Lisa finish reading the book aloud just for the cameras. Because there's one child there that's like sleep, like a motherfucker. <laughs> right, and she starts what? crying. And then the scene flips over to a video of Lisa on TV, and we see Ern paying out the quote-unquote agent and the librarian. And then Alfred and Ern Darius arrive, and it's revealed that Ern set up the elaborate scheme with some actors over the past couple of months 
on some Nathan Fielder shit. No, Debbie, y'all don't know what that is. That means I don't. But um, I I tell y'all later. But set that up and um to get back at Lisa Mann, who was an airline ticket agent that was blocking him from getting on the plane to go to the Princeton trip. And he did it all just to embarrass her, to put her in debt and ruin her life. Yeah, this nigga was gloating. Tear petty. petty. Right. Top tier. Like, Damon, How much money you spent Damon on this? Targaryen would be proud. <laughs> he would. He's like, I don't know enough. <laughs> like, you don't even care. And when Darius calls you out, like, bro, this, I don't know if this, this is petty a little bit much. Yes, that nigga said, I don't know if that's um petty or if it's terrorism. And I don't know when y'all <laughs> got that he was like just being this petty, but like I'm like, oh, so they put this shit on the news how bad it was? Cause that's what I was thinking. This I thought like, at first he was I'm just like, like playing that shit for the bar. <laughs> yes. I'm like, oh, because oh he play, he he got a camera crew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this shit's on the news. Like she hurt. And then I'm like, no. Mm, that I shit was wild. Right. Tracy rolls up to get paid and jokes with Ern and tells um, Ern tells him, don't play because you next, nigga. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. And uh, Tracy plays it off and uh, leaves and tells no, Al to next. watch out for his cousin. <laughs> yeah, he probably next. We'll probably see him again. And Alfred and Darius are not amused and leave Ern at the bar while... He's just like, what? What's wrong? Mm. Yep. And uh, he's just kind of like reflecting and has a moment of quiet reflection and uh, says to himself, I really need to go back to therapy. <laughs> because, yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 This yes. this was diabolical, nigga. Call this was... that man again. Do you, it was I don't genius. Know, y'all were, it was perfect. Do you remember that one episode? I can't remember. It was a South Park, but mm. Eric Cartman um, had a bully. Oh, when he makes them eat his parents? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he. Uh, I think it was like Scott something. Um. Oh God, who was it? Scott. Yeah, but he. Um. Yeah. Scott Tennerman. Mm. Yeah. Pff, my God, because like yeah, he kept like because Scott Tennerman kept like putting pubes, making him eat pubes or something like that, and uh, Eric Cartman had enough and had this elaborate plan where his parents were killed and he, made into chili and he ate his parents. And he went Arya Stark on him. And then he licked, and then he called his favorite band, and his favorite band was watching him throw up and cry. And then Eric Cartman just started licking his tears. Oh, I do remember that. Okay, I remember this. I, I know Scott Tinnerman must die. Yep, yep, yep. Mm. Yes. Thank you for finding the end of the episode for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, these two episodes, like I, I liked them. Uh, I was going to ask you to take the therapist is coming back, but while I was looking up the uh, episode, then I, I spoiled myself that, um, yeah, that he is coming back um, eventually. So um, I won't tell you when it's going to be. But uh, but fun fact, I did not uh, corroborate this, but, but people were saying that this actor, Sullivan Jones, who plays the therapist, is the voice that does the FX Presents Atlanta. That nigga's voice is so soothing. He mm-hmm. needs to actually go into therapy. Just hmm. hmm. saying. So, so very, very good episodes. I enjoyed them. I like the second episode better than the first episode. Uh, again, glad that they're back in Atlanta. I'm happy to see these characters again interacting with each other. And, you know, it's not and maybe it's not going to be as weird and wacky as it was before. Devin, I know it's, I tell you, it's okay not to like things. I would like you to be a little bit more objective and not look at the show 
as it's supposed to be a comedy. I was positive of this at these episodes. I knew you would like this better. I okay. knew you would. I was a little yeah. positive. I okay, would say well, that right. I I didn't hate them. Like mm-hmm. I would never watch this on my own, but I didn't hate it this week. Okay, well, fantastic. But well, hopefully, you know, this gives you some um a little bit of forward momentum to um mm-hmm. be excited to um continue. Over the for the next yeah I mean the season hey we only got one season and we out of here so yeah one season we out of here this a countdown for me (laughs) (laughs) we can start uh, covering nine one one or some shit like that that's a real show Mm. oh no (laughs) y'all can do that yourselves Mm. you don't watch procedurals do you who like procedural shows what like Law and Order type stuff yeah okay yeah so Marcus left feedback. Okay. He says, number one, running into Infinite X's at Atlantic Station and then getting lost into the parking lot is indeed the most Atlanta. Perfect episode title. I told y'all. Yes. Number two, I'm not surprised that Donald Glover decided to turn the Karen moment into a punchline for this show. But the Target Jennifer moment is barely two years old. Bravo to him for making Target Jennifer the main villain of this episode and, I mean, in that short amount, in that short of a time frame. Three, Darius, Al, and Ern, and Van go on a three separate journeys in this episode, none of which make a ton of sense, but they do reflect on their character. They do reflect their character arcs. Al's arcs has always been about the music, whispers, and death. Um, and Ern and Van's relationship appears to be being reborn as a family. Mm-hmm. Um, he told me to whisper that, so. Anyways. Uh, they even went through a dark, wet, tight space to leave Atlantic Station before reemerging at the end of the episode. Darius struggles with the surreal, but does so with kindness and an intent to do good. And they all end up together at the end of the episode at a funeral. Hmm. I'm guessing this is foreshadowing for how the show ends. Interesting, Marcus. Yeah. You are smart. With right. your JD. Master of Laws. That's why he's my counsel. Uh, <laughs> Number four, one of my gripes with season three was that the abstract vignette episodes were usually completely divorced from the plot of the main characters, which made it sort of an anthology show. I did appreciate in season three that the vignette episodes had a message, often a profound one, but Glover wasn't bothering to weave that message into the plot line of the main characters, besides I think season three, episode one, when the vignette episode is shown to be Ern's dream. All of that went out the window with the homeliest little horse. Not only did they interweave the vignette with Ern's therapy sessions, we also are shown at the end that there is no vignette. It's a ruse orchestrated by Ern to pay Lisa back for messing up his family trip, family trip to Princeton. We even get comments at the beginning from Al about how he must really be rich if he's wasting his money on therapy and judgment from Al and Darius at the end for how petty Ern is being. All that really well, all just all just really well done as an episode of television and Glover's larger points from the season three vignettes remain just in a more relevant fashion. This time the interactions between black and white Atlantans are already complex and are further complicated by the relative success of the main characters and the fears of white people. This was an abstract refrain in season three. It looks like in season four, it's going to have direct consequences. Number five, fuck Lisa, but Ern really needs more therapy. Absolutely. That's true. Right. Also, number four, Thank he you. threw a lot of words at me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I picked up some of them. There's a lot of vignettes and profound and 
I'm like, yep, yep, yep. That's why threw, he is our counsel. Yeah, you threw a lot of big words at me, bro. And because I don't understand them, I'm going to take, take a disrespect. disrespect. Watch your mouth Watch and your help mouth. me with the sale. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Marcus. Thank you so much, Marcus. You can leave us feedback by emailing us at etopod at gmail.com. I repeat, etopod at gmail.com or on our voicemail line at 205-304-1655, where I would either read or play aloud on air. But as always, listeners new and recurring, we appreciate every single one of you for tuning in to us. As a favor, we do ask you to please take a couple of minutes of your time and leave us a star rating and review on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes. Five stars if you really like us. We would greatly appreciate that. It just takes a minute or two and you will be helping us out immensely by showing up for us in that way. Also, for our Spotify listeners, you can leave a star rating for us on our show page there as well. This will help new listeners find us and check us out and allow for the show to grow in popularity. So, again, we appreciate that you do that for us and we appreciate those that have already done so. You can find the show on Twitter at EditThatOut1, on Instagram at ETOPod, and now on TikTok where the cool kids are at edit that out we are also on the book of faces if you search for edit that out you will find our show page edit that out with jamel devin and Jawan, and the facebook group for edit that out where you can follow and join both for content updates and lastly but definitely not least you can also support us on our patreon at patreon.com forward slash edit it out for as little as $2 a month, where you will get all the bonus content, such as casual movie reviews, ad-free episodes, and all the problematic but hilarious things that I do have to cut out of the main show feed. And Jamel may show feet. So if you can spare us a couple of bucks, we would greatly appreciate your support there as well. Thank you very, very much again for listening, and thank you for your support. And with that being said, Jamel, where can they find you on the internet? Feel free to find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jamel My Bell. That is J A M E L L E M Y B E L L E. If you're looking to find me on Facebook, just let me know if you want to see feet. I will charge you though. <laughs> oh my God. And Devin? You can find me at Devin Lamar. Sorry, I was drinking wine with Lamar. <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> Leave that in. Forgot my joke. Right. <laughs> and you can find me on um, Twitter at JTD. That is J-Y-E-J. Shit, I forgot to say my name. On Twitter at JTD. That is J-A-Y-T-E-E-D-E-E. And on and same on Instagram and on um, TikTok at Chef JTD. We thank you very much again for listening. We appreciate every single one of you. And we will holler at you all next week for episode Three of FX's Atlanta and uh, episode six of HBO's House of the Dragon. And Patreon listeners, your surprise is coming up in a couple of days. Peace. Farewell. Bye bye. All right. I guess we should taste each other's chili, huh? Yeah, this chili looks pretty good. Here's mine. Mmm. I don't know. Your chili is good, Cartman, but I think mine is better. Try it. All right. Hey, this is great!
It's a special recipe. Ah, this is really good, Scott. I'm glad you like it so much, because now that you're almost finished, I have something to tell you. What? You mean about how you put pubes in your chili? What? Yes, I'm afraid this isn't your chili, Scott. I switched it with chefs. It's delicious, chef. I hadn't planned on that. What I did plan on, however, was that my friend Stan and Kyle would betray me and warn you that the Chili Con Carnival was a trap. I assumed that they would tell you that I had trained Dankin's pony to bite off your wiener. What they didn't tell you was that Dankin's is a crazy redneck who shoots trespassers on sight. Knowing that you would go and try to do something to the pony, I warned Mr. Dinkins that violent pony killers were in the area. I also knew that you wouldn't go yourself for fear of having your wiener bitten off. You would most likely send your parents. And I'm afraid that when Mr. Dinkins spotted them on his property, he shot and killed both your parents. Well, they was trespassing and I was protecting myself. I, I have my rights. My... Mom and Dad are dead? I came just in time to see Mr. Dinkins giving his report to Officer Barbrady. And, of course, to steal the bodies. After a night with the hacksaw, I was all ready to put on my chili con carnival so that I could tell you personally about your parents' demise. And, of course, feed you your chili. Do you like it? Do you like it, Scott? I call it Mr. and Mrs. Tenerman Chili. I made you eat your parents. Jesus Christ, dude. My mom and dad are dead. No. No. Uh, excuse me. Who are you? We're that band, Radiohead. <laughs> Jeez, what a little crybaby. You gonna cry all day, crybaby? You know, everyone has problems. It doesn't mean you have to be a little crybaby about it. Come on, guys, let's go. This kid is totally not cool. Yeah, that's the most uncool kid I've ever met. Little crybaby. No! Wait! Wait! Oh my god! Oh my god! Yes! <laughs> yes! Oh, let me taste your tears, Scott. Mm, your tears are so yummy and sweet. Dude, I think it might be best for us to never piss Cartman off again. Good call. Oh, the tears of unfathomable sadness. Mm, yummy! Yummy, you guys! That's all, folks.